This episode is brought to you by Good Buds Co. Good Buds is a Southeast Minnesota leading cannabis brand that is actively inspiring people to grow their belief in the benefits of the plant while creating a vision for better health, economic change, and community awareness. Their scientifically proven products have gotten raving reviews and are an absolute top choice to boost your overall wellness with a natural solution. And as a social business, Good Buds prides itself in being a give-first company. After all, we could use a good bud. Find them at www.goodbudsmn.com and for a 10% discount on your next purchase, enter in TRUE-U, all lowercase, and enter that in the coupon code space upon checkout. Also, be sure to follow them on Instagram and Facebook by searching GoodBudsMN. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Ethan coming at you live from the True You HQ. True You is an outlet for people to discover their inner greatness and what it takes to become the best version of themselves. These are real-life conversations with amazing people and the only intention being to add value to our listeners. Enjoy. Here we go. All right. Thank you all for joining us today for the 41st episode of the True You podcast. We have the lovely Laura Lee on with us today. <laughs> Hi, Laura, everyone. <laughs> Laura, thank you for hopping on. Um, we appreciate it. And I'm going to read off your little bio and then we'll get right into it. Sounds good. So Laura is actually Minnesota born and raised, and she is an evening anchor at ABC6 News in Rochester, Minnesota. She's also an award-winning and Emmy-nominated reporter for her investigations and special reports. And uh, she's also one of the first Hmong television news anchors in Minnesota and the first in a primetime slot. And uh, she also juggles all this while being the, a single mom to four amazing kids. Yeah, they busy, are. busy. <laughs> wow, busy. four of them. Four. Yeah. What's they're, that like? They're pretty remarkable kids. You know, honestly, I wouldn't be able to do what I do if I didn't have these really just neat, responsible kids. I mean, they're just so good. My teenagers are I mean, a tremendous help, both girls and they're, you know, we're entering our teen years. And so that's a challenge in itself. But um, it's fun because it's funny as a parent, you kind of like you you really observe every stage that they grow and, and go through. But teenage years, I was just anticipating like wild rebellion and all that stuff. And thank God, knock on wood. I don't, you know, I think communication is key. They, you know, they obviously they witnessed everything with the divorce and all that fun stuff. So they kind of realized there was a shift in our foundation and in our, our dynamic as a family. Um, and so they knew mom had a lot on their plate and, and there was, we realized where we had conversations like, this is our team. Like, this is us, this is our team. And when mom goes to work or when mom does this, I'm going to need you guys to help our team out. And so um, having those constant conversations and checking in on the kids, like I have, we have family meetings quite a bit <laughs> or girls night. Yeah. Like sounds serious, but it's really just, oh. it's really just that um, open dialogue, you know, on a Sunday night, you know, after a meal and we're just sitting and talking about, you know, goals for the month, trips that we want to do together, um, you know, just just kind of talking about what we want to do to make sure that our family and our team kind of keeps 
going and succeeding day by day. Um, and we talk about our failures too. We talk about things that are um, especially if they're fighting over certain things. Um, and so when we kind of have those open conversations and that dialogue, it kind of keeps us all, it reminds us what we need to do to kind of, because like you think about anything as a team, you have to keep talking. Mm-hmm. Especially as a family. Absolutely. Especially. How do they like, um, I mean, how do they relate? I mean, it would be a better question to you and your impact in the community and who you are being a voice with the, the prime time <laughs> slot here. Oh, I mean, moms, moms everywhere. How oh, do they God. relate to that? You know, the funny thing is they they humble the whole situation because it, while I am, you know, well known in the community, my kids are just, I'm just mom to them. And that hat really, you know, comes off when I come home um, and I'm just full blown, you know, in my sweats, hair up in a ponytail and I'm just <laughs> chasing my son around, forcing veggies down his throat and I'm like, make sure you eat your veggies. Um <laughs> You know, and and then and then the girls, you know, they're kind of going through their teen years. Um, so we're doing a lot of like girl time, mom and daughter time, just so they know that they can, you know, have someone to talk to. And and then we, it's it's like you have to as a parent, you know, I I remind them I'm your mom first, but I want to be your friend. And so if there's things that I can do to get, to make you guys, you know, feel comfortable trying out new things or empowering them to try things. I, I do it with them. I embarrass myself and I do it with them. So they feel, you know, empowered to try something new. Yeah. That's awesome. I like, <laughs> I am taking away, like when you say wear different hats and like, I've had this conversation with a lot of different businessmen, athletes, like just significant people and like putting that down yeah. And letting that be when that needs to be. And then being mm -hmm. present, like, how, how is that easy for you? I mean, is there like a, oh. a method to like wearing madness. the yeah, the yeah. Is madness. There is, you know, I think every, everyone's dynamic is going to be based on their own family function and, and how busy their lives are. Um, we are a family of routine. We'd like routine that kind of keeps us structured and moving along. Um, that doesn't mean we don't get curveballs. We get curveballs all the time as well. And we have to adapt and adjust to that. Um, but I think one of the biggest things for us is, um, like you said, staying present when you're there. Um, family meals together, huge for us. I love to cook and my kids, uh, you know, we, you don't grow up in a big Asian family. You eat a lot of yummy dishes and you also eat a lot of, um, just like fa not fancy, but just like unique dishes. And so my kids are just, you know, they've acquired all of those flavors and taste buds ever since they were little. And I never wanted them to not want to try something out. So we do a lot of cooking, hands on cooking together. I'm just like, it's not like, oh, mom just cooks and the kids just sit and wait for dinner. I'm like, get in the kitchen, help mama out, you know, like chopping awesome. veggies. I put them like, you know, the girls, you do, you know, the chopping because you guys can work with knives. So you do the, that and the boys, you're helping me roll and prep. And so it's more just like making sure that whenever we're, whatever we do, whether it's at home, at work, in a community event, the, the moment that you're there, you are there. Um, and then reminding the kids that, you know, when mommy is doing those things, it's not because I'm trying to not pay attention. Obviously, if they call me with an emergency, that takes precedence. But if I'm like, mommy's got this event, it's going to take this many hours, I'm going to be gone for this little bit, I gotta, I gotta go do this, then they understand that as well. And when it's when I'm home, yeah, when I'm home, it's all mommy. I, and that's, that's, a, that's amazing. And like that, you're just not 
willing to let anything else get in the way of that. Um, what led you to being a news anchor? I'm curious. I've never asked you that. That's okay. What? No, um, the biggest thing for me was I always wanted to be a writer. I thought I was going to be an author, like writing books, which I still, you know, that's it, a little, you know, it's tucked in my heart. I probably would, I probably will publish a book someday. Um, I've been, you know, writing cliff notes and just scratch notes for years. I just haven't put anything together. But what would the book be on? What would it be on? Well, it would be probably just a, uh, a like a memoir about my my dad and my mom because I mean they're just. They are my two biggest like role models in the world. They right. their story is just incredible. Um, but I wanted to be an author, and so I wanted to write. And so in high school, I started writing for the high school newspaper, and I just kind of like really found myself in in writing. And you know, seeing your name on a byline was like exciting for me. Talking to people, um, and then but also having the discipline of knowing you have a five hundred. You know, you have you have a, a a space of only 500 words. So you have to find a way to take this really amazing story and like squeeze it down to this little bit. Um, so I really like loved writing. Writing was like my passion. And then when I got to college, some of my professors were like, hey, Laura, why don't you try broadcasting? You know, just because you're friendly, you know, you're just, or you have a knack for talking to people. And so I started, you know, I picked up a camera, start shooting and then the editing and shooting. And then I remember interviewing people and seeing, you know, whether their story was sad or whatever, you kind of write to that, you know, that really powerful image of, of them crying or sharing this really difficult story with you. And then I was like, Oh my God, that's pretty pretty incredible too. And, you know, and then, and at that point when I was in college, there was, there was this shift about realizing that newspapers were kind of slowly, you know, they're always, they will always be there, but the industry as a whole newspaper was struggling a little bit and we were moving into this internet and digital phase. Oh. And yeah. And so, um, so then I went the route of broadcasting and uh, worked behind the scenes. I worked like the lowest, lowest jobs up in the Twin Cities, behind the scenes, on the floor. But I also learned some of the most critical and some of the most important skills that I need now as a reporter and anchor. So um, Do you see it transforming into what it is today when you first started out? You know, I honestly, no, I really thought we were taught in high, in college to like, um, and it's hard to explain to people, but in the television world, there's three different like markets. They want to call it small market, middle market, large market. You might've heard people talk about that larger cities like Los Angeles, uh, Chicago, things like that considered very large TV markets. Yeah. Uh, middle, yeah. Middle markets would be, you know, large cities kind of like, um, you know, the Nashville and, and the Omaha, Nebraska. Those are the middle markets, big cities, um, but just not, just not huge metropolitan areas. And then there's small markets and Rochester is considered a small market, even though it's growing as fast as it is, it's yeah. still considered in the television world a small market. And I thought originally I was just gonna do that path, small market, middle market, large market. The goal was to, to hopefully someday go back to Minneapolis. But I learned along the way um, that good storytelling can happen in any market. Good stories, because. Um, People are in every market. You're going to get those amazing stories in every town that you visit, whether it's a large metropolitan area or a tiny little rural community on the border of Iowa and Minnesota, you know, and I realized that 
in order for me, because it was so important for me to have that role as a mom, I didn't want to sacrifice that. I didn't want to sacrifice not seeing my kids like grow up. And maybe the divorce also shifted how I saw my career. Um, it made me realize I was, I was their point person. I was the, I was their, you know, their only person that they can really turn to. Um, and count on. So I couldn't, I couldn't let my job take over that huge responsibility. For, for me, that was just too big of a sacrifice. And so did I have offers to go to large markets? Yeah. But I, I just kept thinking, you know what, this community is so great. Um, my kids are thriving in the schools. We love the community. The people are just so kind. And, and I'm like, I get to do a job that I love. And then I also get to be a full-time mom. So um, those are two. That's amazing. Did you see it? Like, even when you were, uh, I mean, and the, the who you become in the community is what I get excited about. I mean, I, <laughs> the, the news is fun to watch. Yeah, let's keep up on things. Oh, there's there's Laura. But when I see you out making an impact and showing face, like the, how does that all occur to you? How does that feel like just being out like what the news anchors led to in the community? Yeah, well, you're so sweet. You, I mean, you're just like saying all these kind things. I feel like I'm I'm just literally just a regular citizen. Um, I know people say you have such a huge impact and and that's so kind. I feel like I'm just doing what everyone is doing, but because I have this platform of being on air, I think people think she's just, you know, but I, there are so many people in this community that do just phenomenal things. And I love, I just love meeting people. So I really like put myself out there because I want to hear people's stories. I want to meet them. I want to know you know, what inspired them to do what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and so I go, I go out to the community and I, I mean, I'm one of those people that at the gas station, I can have a conversation with the person next to me. <laughs> That's a gift. That's a gift. That's a gift. Seriously. Like I think communicating and being open like that is so beautiful. Like when you can Aww. just connect with people and that's where all the opportunity comes from. It's just opening yeah. up yourself, being out there connecting yeah. with people. Um, I think in, oh, sorry. You go, you go. What do you got? I was, gonna, I was just going to speak to that. I think in a world where, especially maybe during the pandemic that we've really realized that, that, that lost connection where we needed to learn to reconnect. I just, I just, I just, I don't know. I just, I love, and that fills my cup knowing that I can, I can smile and talk to the guy next to me saying, you know, these oranges don't look so good. And then we both can laugh about that at the grocery store. And then all of a sudden I find out he's a veteran, you know, and then I'm talking to him about his service, things like that, that connection, like for me, I, I that fills my cup. And, and I, and I know people say that all the time, like, a smile to a stranger in the street goes a long way. It really does. And when you think about those small moments of someone just stopping to say, hey, you know, like, you know, whatever, whether it's a conversation over oranges or the gas prices going up and me and someone's talking over gas prices, that instant little very brief connection, like can turn your day, which is maybe just a plain routine day, you're just go, 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 to all of a sudden you're you've made a connection, you've made a spark with somebody, and now you're you're smiling and you have more pep in your step for the rest of the day. And I think those connections are so important, um, especially, especially now. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering, like, just restoring connection and being out or like being, 
because the Rochester community means a lot to me too. And I love seeing that you're always out and about and people like you and Tim and like, I saw the wear local stuff. We had Ryan and, uh, mm-hmm. and Pasquale on here and, yeah. and it's exciting just seeing all this. And now we are coming out of COVID. Minnesota lifted the max mask mandate. We learned a lot. I feel like yeah. when you're taken away from shit, you learn a lot. Oh yeah. You gotta have that self audit, right? Like Absolutely. what is my life about? What's, what's up? And, and now coming out of it, like I, I get excited because I think a lot of innovations, a lot of like realizations and appreciation for other people yeah. came out of that time. Like what's, I mean, it, with the community, what do you see like uh, with connecting with people wise? Like, what do you see happening? Is there like, are you excited? Is there anything that's going on or things coming back or? Oh my God. I think everyone is so excited to have just the things that we all look forward to in the summer or even during the year come back. And I think all of that goes back to those, those human connections, those human interactions. So the fairs, county fairs are coming back. Concerts are coming back. I mean, there is something to be said about what we've learned during the pandemic. Um, you know, and we've all realized that we are we are very adaptable people. We can kind of adapt to any situation. My fear though is I what I don't want to see happen is I don't want to see, um, I, and I know it's going to be that way. Some people will thrive on um, the, you know, the digital formats. I, I'm personally a people person. So I really need your face. Like, cause you read off of, you read off of their body language, their their body energy, yeah. you feed off of that. And sometimes it's it's missed when it's all digital. And so I, I hope that companies don't really uh, move in that in that direction where there's you lose that, you know, that human interaction of knocking on someone's door if you're a salesman. And and if you're um, you know, going to going to the grocery store, I think those are so important. Those steps are so important. And with all of this COVID stuff, a lot of people uh, resorted to, you know, I'm just going to just have someone deliver my, and I really hope, and if that's something for their health, absolutely do those things. Um, but then you start to lose, I think people get depressed or sad because there is no more human interaction. Mental health thing. Yeah. Thing. We need and each I, other. We need to be, we are designed to be interconnected. That's absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think that we'll ever look, I, I mean, I think that um, it's a fear and an insecurity and people like enjoying the comfort of what they have now with technology. But I think that, you know, it will inspire people to take more action in that space, I would hope, or like for people to have a better understanding of the value of it. Like, yeah. I'm an extrovert at heart. I don't have an introverted piece in my body. <laughs> I, love I, that. I know, and I, I'm like you. I need to be out. Let's yeah. let's go. And um, but even for those folks that don't have that, I feel like there's a longing for human connection, even if it's just a little private thing, like yeah. just to have that human touch. Absolutely, and I think it, it's so. Like you said, you you hit you talked ta- touched on it right there. Is that mental aspect? I think when we think about health, um, we immediately just all of us go to the physical side of things, and um, and when the pandemic happened, yeah, health was one of the driving forces. But 
underneath that in those layers of health, you forget that mental health, someone's mental well-being is just as important. And so, like you said, we are all designed to just have those human interactions and um, and it's just so important. So I, I really am, am excited for everything kind of opening back up. Bars and restaurants, which have suffered tremendously, are now um, seeing their crowds come back. Uh, people are just loving dishes to get out of their homes, you know, and I do love, I do have to say, people are taking advantage of nature, which I, I totally did. My kids and I totally did. Um, we like threw ourselves into hiking trails and all that fun stuff. And I see my neighbors, tons of neighbors that I would not normally have seen out and about waving because we were so busy. We're, we're in a country. We all live such busy lives. I would not normally see these neighbors like walking by waving and walking their dogs but because of this now we know who who lives in our neighborhoods and um we're all waving at each other and it's just it's nice to see um so more of that i hope that stays around but seeing more faces throughout the throughout the year will be nice yeah yeah i i do believe it'll be back and and there will be that lasting impact on mental it's a test really is what it was the whole thing was a test on i feel like our <laughs> mental stability and our mental health it is it's a big a big test and and we learn from all that like if oh, there's yeah. that, we can unwrap anything god gives us as a gift what's there there's a lesson here somewhere oh always uh, always always a lesson here always a lesson um nature cool where else should we take this thing so the community is one big thing i wanted to hit on what do you feel like um for you like with adapting through the, all the changes and and being in your industry like what uh, what is that adapting been like for you or like how do you feel like um, being a mom and being in your situation, like how has all that played out for you? Uh, well, you know, the news in the news, we were, we were never, um, like when the lockdown happened in the state, we were never part of the group that had to go home. So we were never, we were the essential workers that never stopped working. And so the station, our company did everything they could to provide us the safe net. So they, they brought every department that could function from home and could work from home. They brought every department home. But for the newsroom, um, all of our operations had to be in-house at the station. So none of us um, got to work from home. Some of the reporters, they quickly were able to engineer uh, laptops and things like that. So reporters can edit from home. So initially in those first couple of months with the lockdown, reporters can edit from home. Um, we did everything through Zoom. Everything was digital with interviews, um, which you you can tell you lose a sense of the quality in a story because of the fact that everything's all digital there's no there's no interaction again um so the story qualities and and just the just the learning and the knowledge of the story you know you kind of that's that gets diminished with with everything but the station did everything they could to kind of keep us safe so only the news people that were and the operational team and anyone that was part of engineering to get us on air came to work every day. So it was a tricky part for me because I had to make sure that even though I was going to work every day, I had to make sure I was healthy because I was coming home to my kids who were pretty much just isolated and in quarantine. And so I, I needed to be careful not to expose either, either direction, expose coworkers to anything or expose my children to anything. So that was a tricky line to, to kind of balance for a while there. Um, but, you know, 
in working in the media, it, it was it was a tough couple of um, months there. I think um, I think the media yeah. took a we, yeah the media took a beating quite a bit um, because ever you know you have so many people and so many opinions and and opposing views. Um, we tried to stay as fair and down the middle as we can. And I think sometimes um, what happens is going back to those small, middle and large markets, um, community members forget that we are a local TV station, meaning we cover news that just impacts our community. And some of the bigger networks that have very um, skewed or very purposeful points of views, they get we get associated with that as in, in, as a whole umbrella. And then we get targeted, you know, as a local TV station, which is I, which was tough. I feel like it's like a test to your mindset too, just because like reporting on something like a pandemic and being one on the front line, <laughs> being tested like that, that's like reporting on the fear. And how do you present that without, you know, well, hey, guys, it is kind of scary, but don't lose yourself. Stay you're okay like yeah that's that's got to be a big test like it, it definitely is a test it was tough but i think what you do is you always present just the voices and the facts and so um you know and we 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 operate on a tiny little you know all these big stories all these big headlines and we have a a 30 minute newscast um which could shrunk down to 15 if you include weather and sports and things like that um so we use numbers and data from health officials and then sound bites and interviews from medical experts and government leaders. Um, these are the people that you elect to to speak for you. Um, so we let those voices talk, but then we also go in the community and hear from people who are either for or against certain issues too. Um, but it was a tricky it was a tricky line to walk there for a while because I think we were being just seen as a large, you know, we sided with one or two networks and it's like, no, we're just a small local television station. Um, yeah. And we want to just cover news that impacts you. We're one of you, you know, we're one of you or one of your neighbors. Unbiased reporting. Here you go. Take it. <laughs> this is what's going on. Yeah, take it. I'm just, I'm just feeding you what's going on. We try our best. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what's, what are some of your, like, or how would you speak to people now with where we're at today? And I mean, going back to your ability to connect and being in the community, how would you speak to people on just restoring that mental health and being out and enjoying life? You know, I think the biggest thing to remind everyone is, is everyone just needs to give um, everyone, them, including themselves, some grace. Um, because I think what we, we, we were, everyone was so tough on each other because we were so, I think, isolated, lonely, um, whatever you want to call it, that, you know, and, and now that everyone's coming out of it, everyone is kind of like, I don't know how to interact again. I don't know. You know, everyone's like, you've had to I wear forgot. face masks. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Everyone's like, you know, we've worn face masks for so long. Everyone's like, I got to start smiling again because I had, you know, I had a face mask that covered my face from here down. And yeah. I'm like, and I'm just kind of like, you know, let's just remind each other that, um, yeah, it was a step back. It taught us some things, but you, we got to keep moving forward. And the only way to move forward is if we move together, you know, so, um, having those connections again, talking to, you know, <laughs> a stranger, saying hi to someone on the street, um, thanking an officer, thanking a veteran, those things, just those normal kind of interactions, brief interactions in the streets. Um, again, they go such a long way. 
just take that first step. Just, mm -hmm. just it's it's okay, right? It's okay. It's okay. Well, we're all, we're all, whatever you're feeling, we're all feeling it too, you know, and just know that we're all there. If you're feeling scared, I'm feeling scared too. You know, we're all just, we're all those, we're riding those roller coaster of emotions the same way. I like how you said the word grace, like give yourself some grace. Like we deserve it. It's okay. I, I feel like people put a lot of pressure on themselves oh, in general. Absolutely. We're in a world where I think instant gratification and all those things play a factor. And I think we hold ourselves or we put all this pressure on ourselves, um, you know, with social media, with all these things that kind of highlight things. But, you know, we all have to remind ourselves. Yeah, we even in my life, you know, I'm not immune to pain. I'm not immune to heartbreak or grief just because i'm on air and in the public eye you see me in the community smiling and cheering at a parade that doesn't mean that 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 my family's not hurting from a divorce that doesn't mean that i don't cry when i lost a family member um to the to covid 19 i mean i'm not immune to any of that just because of my title my job title my position in the community i'm not immune to any of that no one is and so um I think we all just need to remember that even though you see happy moments um, in someone else's life on social media, that doesn't mean that they're not going through very normal things just like you are. And 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 remind yourself that it's okay if if you have a setback. I have to constantly remind myself, Laura, a setback just means you got to come back. You know, like that's it. Mm -hmm. It's it. It doesn't. Don't let it. Don't let it just. Don't let it keep you down there. You know, just don't let it keep you down there. A setback. Yeah. Just I like how you you message or you put that message out about like the the smiling photos. Sure, people oftentimes, especially with social media, we use it as an outlet to express our best selves, Absolutely. which isn't a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but how are we receiving it? And like uh, the comparison game, I think there's value in like competition or seeing what others are doing and learning from that and bettering yourself. But when it comes to like that, Oh, they've got that. I can't have that. Or this, like, yeah. or look at all of them. Why am I not like that? Like yeah. letting that go. Um, it's very normal. I mean, ever since you were, I mean, ever since we were children, you've always, uh, competition is normal, I think, because you 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 always want to see how far you can go, and you always want to see and challenge to see your best self, right? But now with the the you know the digital age that we live in, that is now like in the forefront. It's in your face every day. We just have to remind ourselves that you know what I might not be where I am or where I want to be just yet. But it's okay. I, I'm I'm still making progress day by day, and here's what I'm doing that gives me happiness in my day. Here's what still fills my cup, and Progress. and being, yeah, Progress. yeah, and, and and still cheering on your friend who you're like, damn it, I want what they got too. But you know, at the same time, you're like, good for them, good for them that yeah. they found that, and and I will find that for me too. You know, like you'll find right. your own. Um, your own goals and your own, your own wins. You will. Um, and someone else will see that. Progress? Progress. Can we just get excited about progress people? Like anything, <laughs> like, I feel like if I'm not this, I can't have this feeling. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. No, no. no. Well, what, what if, what uh, celebrate the little stuff or like, you know, yeah. just 
And and what is perfect? Is there really a mountaintop? Is there really? I mean, it sh- <laughs> doesn't the joy on the journey mean even more than whatever the mountain is that you're going towards? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. A win is a win in my book. A, a one foot forward is a win in my book because that's one foot. That's yep. one foot before you know in front of what you were before. You're still one step ahead of where you were before. Winning is a way of being, right? <laughs> Winning is a way of being. It's you know, not... and, and failing is okay. Failing is absolutely okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and failing, it failing such a harsh word it is such a harsh word right yeah it's like just just like it's big it's heavy and it's like it doesn't need to be because failure is the sexiest thing ever it's the (laughs) sexiest thing ever get out there and fail and fail fucking up fall over do it just do it and enjoy it because you're gonna get better if we let go of the the how we're being perceived and the self-imagery that we have in our head of uh, what other people think of us if we let that go and just are okay with failing and are okay (laughs) with getting better and have fun doing that that's that's what i find like that like if if we just took that step and then how much better would we be perceived how much better the people that get approval don't need it yeah living our lives we're living our lives. That's the key. And the thing is, you know, this is a good analogy. Like my son has been learning to ride a bike and I've been terrible because I just haven't had the time to be like, let's do this. And so we've been really kind of doing it. And you think about a child learning to ride a bike, right? They fall, they scrape their arms, they scrape, he scraped his arms, their knees, whatever. And you remind yourself when you fell off your bike as a kid, that the whole riding a bike and falling is like an analogy that you should kind of hold for the rest of your life. Falling doesn't mean that you are not going to get back up and ride the bike. Oh, you're going to get your ass back up and ride the bike because you want to get to the park. You want to go somewhere with those skills. So I, you know, I reminded him, I'm like, honey, it's okay. It's okay. Don't be, don't beat yourself up. Don't be hard on yourself. And guess what? You know, that determination to get back on the bike, that is, that is the key period. The fact it's that like, how can we fall less or get up quicker? It's yeah. not about not falling. It's not about not falling. Oh, it's you're going to fall less and yeah. then get up quick. Yeah. That's it. You're going to fall no matter what. I guarantee you a hundred percent. You are, you will fall in life. You will fall on a bike. You will fall in life. The, the point is, and the learning part. And I, and I, I remind myself, I remind my kids every day is you will, I will guarantee you will fall. The, you have to ask yourself, do I stay down or do I get myself back up and get back on that bike? And that is, that is it. That is it. And that, that can, that can go with anything. Your career moves, you know, finding love, you date, you fall in love. It doesn't work out. You get back up and you try again. I mean, that's just, mm-hmm. that's just how it goes. And I feel like, you know, the uh, God or the universe or whatever, they didn't design us to, just have everything handed. It's it's like oh, in, in, there's lessons in all this stuff. Like you just don't you don't find love without a, a love or the perfect career or the perfect is a bad way of labeling it. But what's what's suiting or what's suitable for you or something that like I, you didn't expect to become a news anchor, right? You know, like in, what happened for you and yeah. everything that's going on now. Like that's not that what he has in mind for us may not be what we have in mind and we need to go through a lot to get there 
We do. You know? We do. And I just, so my kids and I just got back from vacation with my mom and dad and, and my dad and my mom are, my dad's in retirement age and they're both retired now, but they're farmers. And I got to tell you, farmers work harder than anybody else. I mean, they just work so hard day in, day out. They wake up at the crack of dawn. They go to bed when the sun sets and they're constantly still thinking like, I still got work to do. I still got work to do. I'm going to get up tomorrow morning to do this. And one thing that my dad always like tells my sister, my siblings and I just to kind of remind us, I mean, these successful life coaching messages, he and my mom remind us every day that for one, again, like I said, I can write a book about their lives because it's amazing. Um, they came here with nothing, absolutely nothing to their name. No, nope, not a single penny. And and he was like, you know, and they just they just remind us every day that your path and your life, it's it's how you make it. But you you got to give yourself the again, the grace to know that when you fall, he's like, when I came here. I, I had to be on welfare because I had nothing. He's like, and to people that might, they might look down upon me and things like that. He's like, but I only needed it like a hand to help me. And now I built my life. I built, a, I went back to school. He went to college. And so it's one of those things where you have to remind yourself that you, we were just saying that it's okay to fall. Just it's, it's how you, it's how you get up and keep moving. That is going to show your character and your true grit in life. Yeah. It's like, how are we relating to it in the first place? Like that, like our, our perception of it, if we understand that and like that it is okay. And then we ask, why is it okay? Um, it's okay. Well, why is it okay? It's okay because I'm not going to become whoever I'm meant to become if I don't. Yeah. And there is no perfect. I, I'm guaranteed to not get anywhere else. Exactly. If I don't do that. Exactly. And you will guarantee that you will not do anything if you stay down. You know, if you stay down, you can guarantee you will not get back on that bike. And oftentimes we're so much closer than we think to getting things that we yes. want. Yes. We just get that little last get up off the ground, that little, <laughs> mm, that one last, mm, we're right there. And, and sometimes that's just trusting yourself to say like, I got this. I think I could do this. You know, but you, we don't believe that we can, and we're capable of so much more than we give ourselves credit for so much more. We are. Yeah, we are. And there's no we perfect are. definition of anything that makes you happy. If that makes you happy, then that's, then that's your perfect. If that makes you happy, that's your perfect. No one gets to define what your perfect is for you. Mm -hmm. It's growth. Life is growth, growth in all areas. What was it? I was just talking to this really for badass sure. guy right before us. He said something about growth. I got cheesy notes here. I'm going to read it. It was something. No, go for it. Um, growth. Um, Jesus, look at me now. I can't even find it. But no, it's, no. it's basically like, like growth is the most natural and fulfilling thing that people can do. And allowing ourselves to just continue to look for growth in different areas is what fulfillment is. And whatever occurs to you as being worthwhile to grow in, yeah. whether that's creating a family community or being an impact in Rochester or reporting the news or me, crazy business, run away to California, come back home. <laughs> but you know you what? Know what it, all of that. It's like that's all growth. That is all growth. And you know what? The thing is you inspire you. You forget that maybe you're inspiring someone else, someone mm -hmm. who's an entrepreneur that is scared to take that leap of faith. And you're proving to them, hey, you know what? 
that he's 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 running on that that um he of course there's a a, a fear factor but you know what he's taking that leap of faith and he's just doing it you know not knowing where it's going to go but he's at least doing it and you're inspiring someone else who's potentially wanting to do that to do it as well just so you find our ripple our, our ripples your yeah, ripples. you forget how Look many how many lives how many lives do you think you've impacted Oh Look God! I don't you know. just dropped a dropped a rock in the freaking ocean, and it's just going all over the place. Yeah, but it's it's and we don't see a lot of it. But then, like if you, ever, there'll be those, and I'm sure this has happened to you, where somebody comes up to you and is like, "Hey, thank you for that message, or thank you for doing this, or whatever," or like that feels you know, good. It's, yeah, it's that feels like good. we're saving lives, living our best life. <laughs> That's True. a good way of putting it. No, it's, it's like I say, I, it's, yes, it's, it feels really good when I get viewer emails and, or in the fam. I mean, I'm still friends with a lot of families that I do really like impactful stories with. Um, and I love just checking in on them to see how they're doing. And, and they, they get to know a part of my life. They get to know, you know, they get to know about my kids and how they're doing. So there is that, you build those relationships that are sometimes are lifelong. And so it's always nice to hear from viewers or from people you've um, made a connection with. And then when they remind you, it feels really good. Yeah. That they, that you in some way, shape or form, whether it's just your smile or um, the fact that they see you every night and they look forward to seeing you every night on TV at a certain time, like that's, that's really sweet to know. Well, you just keep being a beam of light to that community, Laura. That's all <laughs> I can so ask sweet. of you. Aww, you just so keep sweet. doing that. We're coming up to the end of this thing. <laughs> Normally, I ask where people can find you, but I don't think we need help. Oh, so stop. turn on the TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pay your bills. Kill <laughs> <laughs> finder if you pay your bills. Um, so oh, we'll so get sweet. past that hump and go to we we always before I let you off the hook. One last little message for the true you audience. It can be general about anything, whatever you want to leave them with. Well, I love, first of all, your podcast title, True You. And I think you and I kind of have been talking about that all uh, afternoon is is to to live your life um, the way you want to live it. And the only person that is that should matter the most. To, to how you envision your life, to how you judge it, to how you see it, compare it to whatever is you at the end of the day. And it's important that you um, are happy in every aspect, physically, mentally, um, emotionally, because the only way you can keep spreading joy or, or giving yourself to others is if you're healthy and happy yourself. So um, don't forget yourself. Don't forget to love yourself. Amen. We love you for that. Thank Thanks, you so much. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. I'll, I'll bother you the next time I'm in Rochester, Minnesota. Then. Yes, please. I would love, I'm sorry I was on vacation, so I missed you, but I would love to connect with you. When We're you back all the time now. I can't skip out on Minnesota summers, so we'll, oh, see, we'll be seeing you soon. So <laughs> we appreciate you hopping on. Thank you so much. Thank and you. Uh, looking forward to chatting again soon, Laura. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.